Good morning. My wife Jessica and I are delighted to be with you at St. Christopher's this morning, and we're so grateful for all of the hospitality that we've received. I bring you greetings from your sisters and brothers at Church of the Holy Communion in Memphis. By way of introduction, your rector and I have been friends since we met in seminary more than 13 years ago. At that time, Mother Susan was a just-retired Army colonel, recently returned from an overseas deployment. And I was a young adult, not all that many years out of college, trying to find my way in the world. I had just come from New York City and, as a result, had no driver's license, at which point Mother Susan, a transportation officer, said, I can teach you how to drive. I can teach you how to drive a tank. I can teach you how to drive the trucks that carry the tanks. Our friendship was an unlikely one, but it proved to be one of the greatest gifts of my seminary experience. Your rector is among the most committed and spiritually grounded priests that the Episcopal Church has to offer. It's my privilege to stand in her pulpit this morning and to break open the bread of God's word with all of you. Susan, thank you for this gracious invitation. As we turn our attention to the scriptures, I would like to begin with a question. For what is God grateful to you this morning? Sit with that for a moment. For what is God grateful to you? When I encountered this question for the first time a few years back, it caught me off guard. There are so many things for which I am grateful to God, but I'd never thought about God being grateful to me. I'm grateful for the people that I love and for the people who love me. I'm grateful to God for the things that I have and for God's assurance that what I have will always be enough. I'm grateful to God for his beautiful earth and for the beautiful people with whom I share it. I'm grateful to God for the Episcopal Church, for its witness that a shared faith can transcend every form of difference, and for the web of relationships that allows me to be here with you this morning. Even in this truly unprecedented year, I still have a long list of things for which I am grateful to God. Why would God's list be any shorter? Why would God be any less grateful for our offerings than we are for his? I don't know you well enough to suggest the things for which God is grateful to you individually, but after reading the last few issues of The Lantern, I have some sense of the things for which God is grateful to you corporately. God is grateful that his hungry children are being fed by the Manna Food Bank. God is grateful that his unsheltered children are being housed at the Waterfront Mission. 
God is grateful that his under-resourced children are being well-supplied at O.J. Sims Elementary School. Closer to home, God is grateful that his children at St. Christopher's had a safe and affirming place to experience Halloween, even in the midst of a pandemic. God is grateful that his youth at St. Christopher's have found fellowship through EYC Trash. I'm going to steal that name, by the way. That's a good one. And God is grateful that he is being worshipped more times weekly right now at St. Christopher's than at any other church that I know, including my own. St. Christopher's, you have a great deal for which to be thankful to God. And God has a great deal for which to be thankful to you. If my opening question felt a bit uncomfortable, then you're in good company. Christians are conditioned to believe that Thanksgiving is a one-way street. Gratitude goes from us to God and not the other way around. We come by this conditioning honestly. A quick flip through my concordance suggests that the word thank, in all of its variety of forms, appears 206 times in the New Revised Standard Version of the English Language Bible. And by my survey, all of that thankfulness is pointed upward, from earth to heaven, from created to creator. While I can't provide you with a scriptural example of God saying thank you to his people, Today's reading from St. Matthew's Gospel comes awfully close. Jesus says, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Just as you did these things to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. You can make your own judgment, but that sounds an awful lot like gratitude to me. God is grateful to us when we do the things that help to bring about his kingdom on earth. God is grateful to us for all of these things because no one, not even God, can enjoy the fullness of the kingdom of God until all of God's children are enjoying it together. Jesus opens this familiar passage by telling us of a time when God will come in glory to separate the righteous from the unrighteous, the sheep from the goats. It's hard for me to believe that God is looking forward to that day. It's hard for me to believe that God would find any joy in being separated from any of his beloved children. Jesus says almost exactly this a few chapters earlier in his so-called parable of the lost sheep. 
It is not the will of your Father in heaven that any one of these little ones should be lost. To put that another way, and in the context of today's lesson, the goats are God's children too. By praising the good works that Christians do for those whom their society would regard and disregard as being the least among us, Jesus reveals us to be partners with God in the work of bringing about his kingdom, the kingdom that was prepared for us from the foundation of the world. In this partnership, God provides the redemption and resurrection that will allow his people to enter his kingdom. And we provide the practical, hands-on ministry that will enable all of God's children to find their way there. Just as we are grateful that God in Christ has done his part to bring about the kingdom, so too God and Christ are grateful to us when we do ours. The year of our Lord 2020 is unlike any year that anyone has ever seen. And I pray that it will be unlike any year that anyone will ever see in the future. Yet despite all the challenges of this year, St. Christopher's Episcopal Church has remained faithful to its mission, serving the least, seeking the lost, and bringing about God's kingdom on earth. God is grateful to you for that. Just as God is grateful to every previous generation of Christians who remain steadfast in the midst of plagues, or natural disasters, or acts of senseless violence, or economic downturns, or struggles for secular power, or divisions among people, or cultural consensuses that our faith has nothing to offer. God is grateful to every Christian in every age whose commitment and fortitude under um, trying circumstances has proved true the words of the prophet Isaiah. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. The mission of the church will continue until it is complete, until there are no more goats, because all of God's children have found their way to the kingdom that was prepared for them and promised to them from the very foundation of the world. Amen.